Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of We, Us, and Ours. We are so excited to have you here today. I don't know about you, but I'm just in a great mood right now. It is. It has been a great week, and I'm just going to send that energy out to you guys because I had a very exciting video drop with Adobe this week, and arguably more important, uh, Big Time Rush is coming back, and they're having a reunion tour. <laughs> So, honestly, that's not as exciting to probably a lot of people. I am personally very excited, and this week is just going going well, so sending that energy out to you, and we're just so excited that you're here today because we are in the peak of summer. It is very hot in much of the world right now, so why not talk about somewhere very, very cold? Today we are going to be talking about Iceland and specifically the trip that I took to Iceland and how you can take a historically more expensive country and do it relatively on a budget. If you know this podcast well or know my story and my mission well, you know that I believe that travel can be safe, affordable, and accessible for everyone. And people that I've talked to always say, oh, well, travel's too expensive. And I do believe that travel can be expensive, but there are ways to make travel cheaper and more affordable. And that's what we are going to be talking about today and all the best things about Iceland, because Iceland is a country on a lot of people's bucket list. It was very high up on mine and one of the coolest places I've ever been, pun intended. All right, that was terrible. I'm so sorry. Let's get into it. So, I visited Iceland December of 2018. And what's even crazier about it is that I went to Iceland for a weekend. You may be thinking, Charlotte, what? Why would you leave? Why would you go out of the country for a weekend? That's that's absurd. Yes, on paper, going on a international trip for a weekend does sound crazy, but what if I told you that from JFK in New York to Reykjavik, Iceland, was a shorter flight than if I had flown JFK to LAX in Los Angeles? Yeah, doesn't sound as crazy if I said I went to LA for the weekend. It only sounds crazy when you say, oh, I had to go through customs. So, That's something to think about when you're trying to pick travel destinations is the sky's the sky's really the limit. Just because somewhere's international, you might be able to find a shorter flight than if you were staying somewhere in your own country, cough, cough, Americans. So I had gone to Iceland with my friend Grayson. And what's even crazier was that I had found a good deal on flights a couple months before And I posted on my Instagram story and on Twitter, and I said, hey, does anyone want to go to Iceland with me? Found some really cheap flights. All these people replied, yes, I want to go. Let's go to Iceland. And lovingly, a lot of these people were just kind of saying it to say it. They're like, yeah, I'd love to go. But I didn't really expect anyone to kind of meet rubber to the road and say, okay, let's go. And my friend Grayson replied and said, yeah, let's do it. I was thinking, ha ha, yeah, sure. And so a few weeks later, Grayson texted me. He goes, okay, so do you want to FaceTime and like talk about when we're planning Iceland? And I'm thinking, oh, 
okay, so this is, like, actually happening. Like, okay. So I got on a FaceTime with Grayson, and we planned things out, and we figured out that we would do it for a weekend in later December with the goal of trying to see the Northern Lights and just get out and explore all the beauty that winter in Iceland has to offer. So we booked our flights. Grayson was coming from Virginia, so he drove up to New York, which is where we flew out of together. And that's something that a lot of people don't think of doing. But sometimes, if you're flying internationally, it is better if you have the ability to get to a larger airport nearby. There were flights out of the D.C. area to Iceland, but they were a little bit more expensive. Some of them might have had a layover if you're going to other places in Europe. Iceland's very much like a stopover place, so you can often find flights that are the U.S. to Iceland to the rest of Europe. But we were able to find a cheaper flight flying direct from JFK to Reykjavik, and it only took Grayson about a three-hour drive. So for some people that may not be in a major, major city, but if you are able to get to a city such as Chicago, New York, Boston, Atlanta, LA, Seattle, for those big international flights, you are going to be able to save often a couple hundred dollars and usually a layover. So that's something to look into if you have the time to spare. So We flew out of JFK, and we were flying Iceland Air, which was great. No complaints. 10 out of 10. Perfect. And we flew out Friday night. So I had worked a full day. I think I left the office maybe two hours early to make it to the airport. And so pretty much had a a full day in the office. And then we landed at about 5.30, 6 a.m. Saturday morning in Iceland time. So we had the absolute full day. And the best thing that I can recommend, because we all know the Blue Lagoon, we're very familiar with it, a very touristy thing. And honestly, I really enjoyed it. It is touristy, but it's fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it and I do recommend it. But the Blue Lagoon is much closer to the airport than downtown Reykjavik or anywhere else. So if you are going to Iceland and you are planning on doing the Blue Lagoon, I recommend planning it into your itinerary either right when you arrive or right as you're leaving. And for us, what we did was we did it right when we arrived. So we arrived and we picked up the rental car and we went straight to the Blue Lagoon and we were the first session, like one of the first time slots which is nice because you don't have a maximum amount of time that you can be there, but you can only enter at a certain time. So we entered when it was still dark because in the winter it is dark much of the time in Iceland. And we were able to get in and end up getting a little bit of the sunrise there. It was still pretty cloudy, but we were able to get it as the the light came and it was a little bit nicer. It was pretty chilly when we started, but it was so cool, so worth it. And it was the perfect way to start our day and honestly combat the jet lag a little bit because nothing feels better than getting into a natural hot spring when it's freaking freezing outside. And we stayed there for a little bit. We were able to use the locker rooms. Ironically enough, I brought a pair of flip-flops 
because I wanted to not walk around barefoot because sanitation. And I accidentally left my flip-flops there. So I feel like I'm the only person who could lose a pair of flip-flops in the dead of winter in Iceland. It's fine. It's fine. But we left the Blue Lagoon afterwards. We spent a couple hours there. And then we headed into downtown Reykjavik because we couldn't check into our Airbnb until early in the afternoon. And that is another way that you can save money. You don't have to look for huge, big hotels. Sometimes you can find better deals there. Sometimes if you're redeeming points, it's worth it. But when you're traveling, especially to more expensive destinations, look into things like Verbo and or VBRO. I think it's Verbo. Um, I'm totally not sure. Or Airbnb. So we ended up getting an Airbnb that was a shared space. It was one room in a two bedroom apartment and it was two really tiny beds, which honestly, at one point I ended up accidentally flipping the bed over because I rolled to reach my phone and the bed was so small that my weight shifting just flipped it over on top of me. It was very startlesome, but we were able to save a lot of money by just getting a very cheap accommodation. And with such a short trip, we knew we wouldn't be in the room very long anyways. It was just sleeping and that was it. So we ended up saving a lot of money with the Airbnb, but we spent some time walking around downtown Reykjavik before we checked in and we wanted to explore and we wanted to get a snack more importantly. So something you need to know about Iceland is that the restaurants are insanely, insanely expensive because Iceland is an island. Everything has to be imported. And because of the harsh temperatures, not a whole lot of stuff can naturally grow there. So it's best to grocery shop whenever possible. And that is another way that we were able to save money is that we didn't eat out at restaurants. When we got there, we went to lunch and we went to, it's hardly considered a sit down place. It was a place that only pretty much sold lobster bisque, which I freaking love lobster bisque and fresh seafood because that's a cold island nation was great. It was fantastic. It was a little bit pricey as we expected, but it was so good. There were huge hunks of lobster in it and it was delicious. So that was the fanciest sit-down meal that we ended up having while we were there because we knew we wanted to spend money doing other things. So we did lunch there, got some soup. Then we were able to check into our Airbnb. And after that, we headed to the grocery store. And honestly, it was very funny seeing the difference in prices of things. An avocado was so absurdly expensive. Just one singular avocado, which honestly checks out. But... We got things like cereal and <laughs> we attempted to buy milk. Um, that was one thing. If you are planning on going to a grocery store of a place that the language is not very similar to your own, you might want to look into what some of the words mean because we thought that we had bought milk because there was something that said milk. It had a J in it. I don't really know how to pronounce it. That's my best, my best interpretation but it ended up being some funky yogurt. So when we poured this into our cereal the next morning, we were very displeased that it was not, in fact, milk. 
But it's okay because then the next day we figured it out and we got that. But we bought some stuff for breakfast and snacks and lunch at the grocery store so that we wouldn't have to do a lot of big meals out because we knew that it would be very expensive. We ended up heading back to the Airbnb and we said, okay, like, let's, let's go explore just a little bit. And then we have a full day tomorrow. So we're going to get to bed early. So we go to bed early and wake up at the, I can't even say at the crack of dawn because when it's a midnight sun, essentially, when we were in Iceland, the sun didn't rise till 1030 in the morning and it set by about 2.30, 3pm. So we got up pretty early. It was still pitch black out, but we were going to be heading out to the Golden Circle area, which is a different area of Iceland, and we wanted a good early start. So we woke up, we had our cereal and milk, or however we want to pronounce it, and we got in the car and we drove. We made it a good little bit before the sun started rising, and it was one of the most beautiful sunrises I have ever seen. Grayson and I pulled off on this dirt road off the side of the main highway because there was snow-capped mountains in the background and the most beautiful, vibrant colored sky. It was perfect, and it was one of the longest sunrises I've ever seen. It took almost an hour for the colors to dissipate, which was insane. It was so cool. We took so many beautiful pictures, and it was the perfect way to just get our day started. So eventually we got back in the car, kept moving, and we headed to the Gold Circle area, which has geysers and Gullfoss waterfalls. And Gullfoss waterfalls is the largest waterfalls in the country. And it was so magnificent. I, it, I, I don't, I've seen Niagara Falls in person, and there was just something different about these waterfalls. It was amazing. So we hung out there. Again, it was so cold. So if you go to Iceland in the winter, please go out of your way to get really warm stuff. I had hand warmers, a hat, scarf, coat, boots, everything, and still was freezing. It was, we could only spend a few minutes outside before we had to run back into the car and warm up. But the geyser was beautiful. It would go off every few minutes. We stayed for a couple of the times that it exploded. And At this point, at the end of it, that's when the sun started setting a little bit. But the Gold Circle is a great area. They offer tours there. So if you don't plan on renting a car, you don't want to drive, they do offer tours that you can go out there. But we personally thought we'd get more bang for our buck with renting a car. We headed back towards... um, We headed back towards downtown Reykjavik, and we visited um, a couple of the really iconic spots to take pictures and put up some Charlotte from Chicago stickers, and there's surprisingly, I I would have never thought this, but Iceland is known for its Icelandic hot dogs, unique enough, and so that was the only other meal that we really ate out, is that there's a very famous hot dog shack, we'll call it, in the center of downtown Reykjavik. And since it's not a sit-down place, it's just casual street hot dogs. It was very affordable. So we got hot dogs for dinner and just walked around, and it was very dark at this point. We headed back to the Airbnb, rested up a little bit, recharged, and we were going to attempt to go see the Northern Lights. Keyword being attempted, because 
with any naturally occurring thing, it's never a guarantee that you're going to be able to see it, and especially if it's weather permitting. So, unfortunately, we did not end up seeing the Northern Lights. You have to drive a good bit out of the way, out of Reykjavik, to be able to get far enough, one, north, two, just away from light pollution, and it was relatively cloudy most of the time that we were there. And the Northern Lights, you need good, clear, open skies. So, we drove about an hour and we stopped at a place where a lot of other tour buses were going. So if you're someone who doesn't like to drive at night, you can definitely do a Northern Lights tour where the tour buses will take you, they drive you, and they, they know where to go. So it does make things a lot easier. If we had the extra money to spend, we probably would have done that. But we took the car, we drove, and we stayed for about 45 minutes we got to see some beautiful stars, but it was about 1, 1.30 at this point. We hadn't seen it. With such a long drive back and the weather just wasn't optimal, we ended up just kind of taking the L and saying, you know what, it's just not, it's not the best. So we drove back and disclaimer, beware if you're driving around Iceland, they have these photo booth kind of things that are on the side of the road that are unmarked and they will catch you speeding and take pictures so some things like google maps will tell you where they are but it's it's just better not to speed it's just do yourself a favor don't get a ticket and drive pretty pretty normal not reckless not speeding and and you'll be fine but we headed back to downtown Reykjavik where our airbnb was and we got a good night's sleep, and the next morning, we just hung around a little bit, did another tiny exploration of Reykjavik, because we couldn't end up getting too, too far away with such a short period of time, and that's where we were staying overnight. And then we headed to the airport. This was Monday at this point, so I took Monday off of work just to make it a little bit of a long weekend. Our flight was in the evening, but because of the time difference and the flight time itself, we only lost, quote unquote, lost about an hour as we were traveling back to the U.S. because the time difference was very similar to the flight time, which worked out perfect. So I only had to take off Monday from work and I was back in the office Tuesday morning. We flew Iceland Air back. It was perfect, nice and easy. And... Truly, one of the coolest, coolest trips that I've done. Iceland is such a unique environment, specifically over by the Blue Lagoon. It looks like Mars or what you would imagine Mars to look like. It's a desolate wasteland, but then there's glaciers and there's the ocean and it's so cool. I cannot wait to go back to Iceland and get to explore more and now that I'm a licensed drone pilot I want to go back and right now there's been a volcano that's been erupting and I've seen all these photographers and drone pilots go and see huge amounts of lava flowing and it's absolutely beautiful so if you like nature I would absolutely recommend Iceland there are ways that you can ball out and go really fancy with it and even though it's an expensive country there's ways that you can make it affordable for the fact that a 22 and a 20-year-old guy could go and make it work for just a quick weekend, 
There's things that probably going back I would like to do a little bit more fancy or would like to go out and eat at a nice restaurant. But again, there's no right or wrong to travel. It is finding what fits you and what fits your lifestyle where you are at right now. Sure, it'd be great to take a week off and go. But if you don't have that time, go to another country for a weekend. Who cares what anyone else says? I hope that you have learned a little bit about Iceland today and that it has piqued your interest that it might end up on your travel bucket list. If you would like to know any more about my trip to Iceland, links to some of the places that we went, let me know. I am very happy to help with any of this. I do think it would be very cool to visit Iceland in the summer too when it's pretty much 24 hours of sunlight and Iceland is known in the summertime or at the right time of year for its puffins. So what I think is really cool about certain destinations is that you can go at different times of the year and it is just pun intended night and day with how different the country can be. So I promise I will be getting to Iceland at some point soon where we have a little bit more than five hours of daylight, but I really would encourage you to look more into this destination. If there's anything I can do to help, please let me know, and I hope you all have a great week, and we will see you here together again soon.